to the Racing and Sports Punters Pod, where we perennially promise to withhold the whistle, permitting the players to punt at their own pace. Jimmy Buckley with you on this Friday, September the 16th, after another massive week on and off the sports field. And fortunately, the round ball game returns in earnest over in the UK this weekend with an almost full card of action to wade through. Joining me in the Racing and Sports studio to find all the winners is the man who puts the K in picking a winner and a proud all-black to boot, the great Ken Rutherford. Welcome, mate. Yeah, welcome, uh, Jimmy. Look, it's uh, yeah, an all-black win last night, can you believe it? But uh, plenty of talking points about uh, the man dressed in black, or traditionally dressed in black, aren't they, the referees? And uh, I was, I felt sorry for Australia for a split second, you know. <laughs> it was, uh, there was a certain tinge of sadness at the final whistle, but... Uh, now the comment today in the rugby union circles will all be about about the, uh, the officiating and not the game itself, which was a absolute rip roar of thirty nine, thirty seven, plenty of points, plenty of intrigue, plenty of plenty of controversy, unfortunately, from from the man and uh, the official uh, dictating with the whistle. And um, look, the Wallabies a bit stiff. Felt very sorry for Dave Rennie, who's an outstanding coach. Yeah, it's a shame because as you as you mentioned, it was a, a magnificent game end to end, plenty of running rugby to enjoy, which you know you don't always get to say when it comes to a game of rugby union, but but ruined at the end. And and I, the thing that annoyed me, and I said this to my missus this morning, was he'd blown the whistle to call time off. Yeah, and then it doesn't matter how long you take. That's right. And yeah. then ten seconds later, he decided, oh no, yeah. we're going to get this game moving again. I mean, with no real communication, it seemed to oh. the to the. To the number ten in the in the gold shirt, but I think if the Wallabies look back on the season so far. I know we're talking rugby union, we should be talking association of football. But how many players you've gone through injuries? It's it's yeah. been incredible. I mean, the run that Rennie's had with with injuries, and I think you've had some like four different players in the number ten shirt. You've had different fullbacks, you had different back three combinations just about in every game you played. So. The fact that you, if you'd won last night, had still had a great chance to win the rugby championship, it would have been quite quite incredible. But look, the World Cup's only 12 months away. I'm sure on these podcasts we have plenty of time to talk, plenty of things rugby union. There's still a lot to happen. There certainly is, uh, and you're right. We will get to that in due course down the track over to the UK. And the majority of games are back mm. on the domestic front this weekend. Like I said, almost a full card and certainly... Plenty to wade through, uh, and just uh, just a quick look down at the fixture list here. Man City, they travel to Molyneux. Man City at dollar thirty two favourites there with Neds coming mm. off their win over Borussia Dortmund uh, a couple of days ago. Aston Villa host Southampton. Uh, not Forest versus Fulham, two of the promoted sides uh, going yep. at it. So there's a couple of interesting bits and pieces to get through here. Ken, what caught your eye? It's just interesting to to look at Manchester City's form and and look. I've, to win the league at the moment, they're microscopic odds, and deservedly so. They look they look past the post, albeit very early in the season, obviously. But I'm always interested to to hear and to and, and to to read the the post match comments from the likes of Guardiola after a match, and 
I heard what he said after Dortmund, and they were a bit lucky to get home against Dortmund. Dortmund played really well for for basically for eighty minutes until City eventually broke them down. But Guardiola's very he's very honest in his appraisal of his side, and they've still got plenty left in the tank in terms of not quite functioning on on all five or six cylinders at the moment, James. So. It wouldn't surprise me that in this match against Wolves, and look, Wolves defensively are quite strong. We've uh, we've mentioned quite a few times in these podcasts they struggle to score goals, Wolves, which is a, a bit of a problem for them. But it wouldn't surprise me if Manchester City ran right at Molineux tomorrow and, and put three or four past them. I'm, I'm not going to go that way, though, because I, th- I think there's no real value in that. A dollar thirty odd around City on the head-to-head... I'm sure punters will throw it into the multi and it should be a winning bet. But uh, I can't see a lot of value in, in that match because Wolves can be a sturdy, determined opponent defensively. They they certainly are and, and they've shown that several times this year. Now Mick Bennett, our English Premier League correspondent here at Racing and Sports, he's potentially found something he likes and, mm. and I don't mind his logic. He likes the, the half-time, full-time draw into Manchester City paying $3.90. The idea being that, yeah. uh, that maybe... City have, I guess, on occasion this year, and Borussia Dortmund game the other day was a good example, been maybe a little bit slow to find the net, but certainly capable of finishing with a flurry. He doesn't mind the both teams to score market at $1.87 either. So uh, I saw Wolves sign Diego Costa during yeah. the week. How old is he? He must be 33 <laughs> 34-ish. He'd have to be mid-30s. I he's always thought. had a slightly scarred reputation wherever he's gone, hasn't he? There's yeah. always been a bit of stuff off the field, potentially, which... Has has run court his his bosses, but he he can play. He's he's that physical presence, I think, which would suit the way Wolves would like to play their footy. Yeah, and uh, can find the back of the net, which is what they desperately need as well. Mm. So, interesting game there. Uh, and like you say, that game against Dortmund that was very high quality. It was very good to see. Yeah, it was. And Dortmund played really well. I mean, I just I like. It's amazing how you see all the the players in the, in the middle there. It's clearly a, a tactic of Dortmund's manager to, to, to try and cut down all the space that Manchester City like to play with. And yeah, Dortmund's got a good goal. The Jude Bellingham, I see he's in the English squad for the next round of international matches next week. He's a really good player and, and someone you don't really hear much about. A bit like Jaden Sancho, I admit, I suppose, when he played for Dortmund a couple of years ago before going to United. You don't really pay them much attention because they're hiding away somewhat in the Bundesliga, but Belling was a, a hell of a good player and um, yeah, felt a bit sorry for Dortmund because they deserve to get something out of the game. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, three magnificent goals taken in that game too. Now, what mm. did catch your eye in terms of uh, a punting proposition? Yeah, I, I fancy the Aston Villa-Southampton game, James. I think this could be something for our listeners to have a fair old crack at. I, I, I don't mind Southampton, actually, to get something at Villa Park. We know Villa Park, uh, Aston Villa, sorry, have started very slowly this season. Some of the stats on, the, on this game. The last seven times I've met at Villa Park, these two teams, Aston Villa have only won one. There's been two draws, and Southampton have won four times against Aston Villa at Villa Park the last seven times they've met. And of, of interest as well, James, the, the average amount of goals that Southampton has scored against Villa in the last 15 matches is over two. So it should be high scoring if you look at some of the stats. And certainly look at the way these two teams line up. I think there will be uh, lots of goals to be had. So I'm very keen on the total goals market in that game going overs. Take your pick punters. Two and a half goals overs is seventy-seven. Perhaps throw that into a multi, but... I would be better to go the three and a half, three point five overs at two eighty five. So four goals in the game or more, I can see that 
being a chance, and I can see both teams scoring as well. So on the both teams to score mark, $1.62 if you say yes, they'll both score. So very keen on on this game in particular, and uh, I don't mind the chance of James Ward-Prowse getting a goal. He takes the penalties for for, for the Saints. He takes the free kicks near the, near the penalty box as well. He's at $4 to score any time. Any time goal scorer, Ward-Prowse, I see he's just been named again in the England squad for the international uh, week next week. So his uh, confidence will be high. Good player, underrated player. If he's had a bigger bigger club uh, than Southampton, uh, I think you'll find Ward Prowse will be quite the icon. But uh, very keen in the game. Aston Villa, Southampton, keen on the goals market. Punters go high on the two and a half, go high even on the three and a half. The prizes are given, and both teams should score. I do admire Ward Prowse's loyalty in uh, the era that we do live in, in the Premier League. Uh, Mick Bennett has cast his eye over this game, and he's quite keen on the draw at $3.50. So maybe a... Uh, a two one two. all or a two all, I think a two yeah, all draw. Two there, two. Like. That should be paying what fifteen to eighty to yeah. one, something like that. That's probably not the not the worst. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what else for you, Ken, in terms of the Premier League? Well, I, th- I think for bookmakers, it's going to be a potentially a tough weekend. The, the looks for mine, anyway, three obvious uh, selections. We we touched on Man City. I, I reckon they will beat Wolves at Molyneux. Newcastle United a dollar forty five against Bournemouth. They should be winning. Tottenham Hotspurs, $1.45, the same price against Leicester City at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. They should be winning as well. Newcastle, they just cons- I would have thrown them into my multi uh, at the $1.45 because they should beat Bournemouth. But Bournemouth actually playing a little bit better. Well, a lot better actually since Gary O'Neill was taken over in the interim capacity. I don't think he's been made the uh, full-time manager just yet. And defensively, they've certainly picked up their, their act. And Newcastle at that sort of price against anyone... <laughs> I know they're better, but are they are they are they better that whether we can uh, throw confidence behind them in terms of that sort of price from a betting perspective? I'm not so sure they've earned that right just yet. But the bookies will be concerned about those prices being multied up into into a treble. Of the other games, punters Brentford at four twenty, the draw three seventy five, Arsenal one eighty. Interesting that last year the same fixture, Brentford actually beat Arsenal at home two 0 I wasn't confident enough to have, to have a bet in that game. But the other one I'm pretty keen on, James, is Everton lining up against West Ham United. If you look at the stats around this game, tends to be low scoring. Uh, the last couple of years it's been one nil either way. It's been a one one draw. So I'm going into the both teams to score market again. You know, I'm taking the no in this one, James. The no. I'm not normally negative about punting, but this is a bit of a negative bet. You've got to watch this game and hope there's no goals. I mean, who wants to do that? <laughs> but I reckon it will be maybe 0-0, 1-0 either way. I think it'll be a cagey affair. West Ham got home last night over Silkborg, I see, in the, uh, what is it, the Europa, yeah, the Europa League, Conference yeah. League or yeah, one of those. Conference League, sorry, yeah. So I'm taking the both teams to score. No market. $1.95 it pays. $1.95 punters in the Everton West Ham United game. And that looks pretty good. Now, Mick Bennett, as we know, the proud hammer that he is, he has gone for the draw here at $3.20. So fair play to him. He's, he's got a pretty good read on the hammers, actually, Mick. I yes. think. Um, so, yeah, I think we, we probably should listen to that. And I, I really do like your your play there, actually. Again, I mean, it could easily be nil all this game. It could easily yep. be one nil either way. And Goodison's <laughs> a funny ground, isn't it? I mean, there's often low-scoring games. I did some, did some stats on, on Everton in general. They don't score a lot of goals, to be fair. 
They're a bit like Preston in a way, really, aren't they? Well, they're not, yeah. not as... Uh, <laughs> as yeah, doer. They're, they're not as tardy goal-scoring-wise as Preston. Uh, yeah. But what do you, Preston don't give up many either. Yeah, nor do Everton, to be fair. They, they, they've bought things up uh, under Lampard defensively. But I, I'm pretty keen on this being very cagey. And as I say, West Ham have just come, made the trip back from Silkborg, which is where? Is it in Denmark or something, is it? Yeah, I'm not 100% sure. It does uh, sound a bit Scandinavian, though, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, just quickly, so Mick... Bennett, as I say, West Ham Everton draw three dollars twenty. He likes over two and a half goals in that Arsenal Brentford game at one dollar and sixty five cents. He's found one in the Spurs Leicester City game. Spurs to outscore Leicester in both halves pays three dollars fifty. He's expecting Tottenham to continue on their merry way. He is with the Magpies. He likes Newcastle at minus one. So Newcastle to win by two or more goals against Bournemouth at two dollars and twenty five cents. And, uh, yeah, Forrest Fulham, he likes over two and a half goals. Both of those sides are mm. capable of finding the back of the net. Yeah, I think it was about $1.60. I, I almost fell into that one as well, actually. I think that was a big chance of being high scoring. That's on. There's two matches tomorrow morning, actually, Australian time, 5am, Aston Villa, Southampton, and Notts Forest Fulham. Uh, that Notts Forest Fulham game intrigues me because it's a very important game for both sides. And both sides will look at that game and say, well, it's potentially three, three points up for grabs, but it's more important clearly for Forrest because they've been on a bit of a losing run and not just a losing run, but the defensively they've been all over the place. Uh, almost a I don't know, symptom of having too many choices maybe for Steve Cooper because he's brought so many players through through the transfer window. Um, I'd like to say Forrest it's at 270 are some value, but I think Fulham, the way Fulham play their football, gee, they're a good team to watch. They're an attacking side, can see lots of goals. Yeah, they're having a good go at uh, staying up this year, which is great to see. Mm. Up over the border into Scotland, where the magic happens. Running through the key fixtures here, Rangers are at home to Dundee United. Rangers paying a dollar eleven, with Neds no surprises there. Celtic travel just across the way down to Paisley to take on St Mirren. Celtic a dollar eighteen. St Mirren nineteen dollars in that game. And Aberdeen all the way down to Edinburgh. Mm. Aberdeen paying three dollars twenty. Against Hibs, who were the two dollars thirty-five cent favourites at home, what caught your eye up in Scotland this weekend? The two bits I like in, in in the Scottish Premier League this weekend, James. I like Motherwell. Motherwell at home against Hearts, the other Edinburgh side. Two sixty-five Motherwell. The draw at three twenty-five and two sixty-five. Same head-to-head price around the Maroons from Edinburgh Hearts. If you look at the last 27 games at home that Motherwell played Hearts, they've won 15. There's been three draws and there's been nine wins to Hearts, which is actually quite high. You'd almost want to take the double chance on either side winning in this one, but the odds would be quite quite short. It'd be about dollar thirty, I think. But I'm going to take a chance on Motherwell. Their, their form recently hasn't been crash hot. It's been a di- bit of different, but so too Hearts. And Hearts have played in the in the in the Conference League, the Europa Conference League. Well, I think they had a win early this morning. Yeah, we need to go to Latvia, I think. Latvia, it's a fair, well, fair trip. It's a fair way from Edinburgh. It is. And, and Riga, this time of the year, beautiful city <laughs> on the Baltic. It's a magnificent city, medieval. <laughs> very, very good. But that's a long trip. It's a long. That's trip. a long trip. Well, you if know. you go Ryanair, also it's quite squashed the seats. Yeah. But um, they wouldn't have gone Ryanair, of course. But I'm pretty keen on Mother on Motherwell. The head to head price there, punters two sixty five, and go the double. And it's the St Mirren-Celtic match, as James said, around $19 St Mirren, the Celts are about $1.18, $1.17 head-to-head. I've got the total goals mark, and I thought there was some value here, over 35 at $2.20. Now, if you look at Celtic's average goals scored in this fixture, 
James, over the last <laughs> 44 games they've played St Mirren, their average goal score is 2.55. And their form is good. They've got guys scoring goals. They've got uh, some great players. Abada we've talked about prior. Uh, I think that if they get one early here, if they get one early, there could be an absolute flourish of goals in the second half. So I think there'll be four or more, quite frankly. So take that multi-punt. It's 265, Motherwell to win into your total goals market in the St Mirren Celtic game. Over three and a half at two dollars and twenty cents. My math suggests that's around about the ooh, six dollar mark, five fifty six dollar mark. I really do like that play over three and a half. Uh, one of mine that I was a little bit keen on in that game, Celtic St Marin, is both teams to score two dollars twenty. Yes, okay. the reason being same price as the over four four. That that is yeah yeah. yeah. And if Celtic are going to put in two and a half, St Marin score one, then there you go. You're, you're already there. But my, my Thinking on this one is that Celtic have gone all the way over to Poland to play Shakhtar Donetsk. Yep. They toiled without getting the three points that they so easily could have had, but it didn't quite fall their way. They missed that game last weekend uh, when the games went on pause after the death of the Queen. And then prior to that, they had Real Madrid at Celtic Park. And to be fair, a game that they, they threw everything out, they couldn't quite get the result. So they've gone... From hosting Real Madrid to travelling to Poland, and now they've got to go down the road to St Mirren. I just have a bit of a feeling that at some point maybe there'll just be a lapse in concentration yep. due to the significant drop in action and quality here. And yep. it wouldn't surprise me if St Mirren managed to sneak one. They've they've been plucky this season. I think they've been one of the more impressive sides in the Scottish League, certainly from that lower echelon of the table. And then by the exact same token, similar logic, yep. I think that Rangers at Ibrox here are going to have an absolute field day against Dundee United. Reason being, they've gone 4-0 loss, I think, against Ajax. 4-0 loss to Celtic. Then they've hosted Napoli midweek at Ibrox and they've been beaten 3-0. Yeah. All the while, their queen has uh, has passed on and they're in absolute mourning as a club. I think mm. they may have even sung God Save the King against the wishes of UEFA no, the, the other club, night. I think they did. Yeah, so so this is their chance to actually finally let out a lot of pent-up frustration and aggression and put on a display for their fans to celebrate the 70 years that uh, their monarch ruled. And they get Dundee United, who are in absolutely horrific form at the moment. Mm. I think Rangers go bang, and they might win this 5 or 6 nil. So, What's the minus two price there? The minus two goals for Rangers. So this is Rangers to win by three or more. Yep. Is a dollar ninety five. Rangers to win by four or more is three dollars twenty. Throw out the stamps. I'd be happy to play that. Throw out the stamps. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I can see if they score one early, this could really yeah. turn ugly. I mean, yeah. Celtic beat Dundee United nine nil just a couple of weeks That's ago. Right. Yeah. Rangers do have the firepower, and it's a significant drop when you you host Napoli one day, and then a few days later you're welcomed Dundee United. And the Colombian fella up front, yeah, he seems to he started the other night. He had a great chance actually in the first minute of the game. Should have scored. Well, there you yeah, go. Yeah, that, they play well for fifty minutes the, yeah. other, the other day. The other day during the week, they uh, they threw a lot at Napoli. To be fair they to did. Rangers, the they score, were in that game. The score flattered Napoli. Yeah, absolutely. But you get one nil down against these good European sides, James. Oh. You know, you, you're playing catch up, aren't you? It happened to Celtic oh. against Real Madrid the week before. We really they were every bit as good for the first fifty minutes of that game until until um, Real, Real scored and a couple of the other goals Real Madrid scored were, were runaways. One thing I'll say about Celtic, they lost their Swedish defender, Carl Starfelt. 
I don't know if you see him play, big, big blonde guy. I've seen container ships move quicker than him, by the way. <laughs> but he had, he's that steadying influence in, the, in their defence. So we you're saying about both teams to score in that Samirin-Celtic game, you, you could be spot on. Yeah, Samirin could pinch one there. Celtic might just be looking to, to push forward a bit too much. and They might catch one of the break, the local side. And just finally, before moving on to the championship, I didn't mind the look of Aberdeen, $3.20. They're running pretty hot at the moment. Hibs are not having a great season. Can see that being low scoring. Uh, both sides, when they play each other, they've got very low scoring averages. Goals scored, two thirty Hibs, three ten the draw, three twenty Aberdeen. That would make your double chance market draw in Aberdeen at around a dollar fifty seven dollar sixty. The price that could be the way to go if you want to throw something into a multi. But Aberdeen has started well. Yeah, so that's my side in the Premier League, and they're, they're going okay. Miotsky scoring goals left, right, and centre. May that long continue. <laughs> now on to the championship. This is where the real magic happens. Well, yeah. can I just start? I, I, I looked at the league table. Amazing. An amazing-looking league table at the moment, punters. You've got Sheffield United and Norwich who are top, and they're starting to put a bit of a gap between them and the rest. Sheffield United top with 20 points, and Norwich City top with 19. The third-place team is Blackburn Rovers, who have 15 points. The 22nd-place team is Swansea City, who have nine points. So you've got a six-point spread between, how many is that, 19 teams. Yeah, between third and third from bottom. Correct. So if you ever want to describe the, the closeness, the competitiveness, the hard-to-select winnerness of this particular league punters, there it is in a snapshot. It's just amazing. And uh, hence you've got head-to-head prices like Birmingham, 280, the draw, 320, Coventry, their Midlands rivals at 255. You've got the likes of um, 235 about QPR against Stoke, who are $3. Huddersfield Town, 265. Just made a managerial switch of Huddersfield against Cardiff, who are 275. And those kinds of prices tend to be the norm in the championship. And can I just say too, Ken, well done on your uh, your selections earlier in the week. Wigan, Stoke, Rotherham all won, and you told punters maybe to steer clear of West Brom in that derby, and they well, went down 3-2 well, against well, they Birmingham. Were, they were too short. It was just a price-related thing. $1.44 yeah. for mine was too short against Birmingham, who are very unpredictable. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Birmingham are either very good or very poor. But just that derby scenario, it's always, it always brings the, the, the games a little bit closer, doesn't it? But... And as, as we've talked about, I fancy Stoke to get on a bit of a run now. You look at their squad, they've got a very strong squad, very well led now by Alex Neal. I think he's there as their manager, just made the change a couple of weeks ago. Um, I can see Stoke uh, clamouring on the heels of the playoff contenders as the season does progress. Now, what do you like in terms of this weekend's fixtures? I'm all over Cardiff City. They had a good win uh, during the week away at Borough. Uh, won 3-2, they're, they're away again at, at Huddersfield Town who are all, all sorts at the moment, they're way down the bottom and at 265 Huddersfield, 275 Carter City I'm prepared to take that head-to-head price James Carter City to beat Huddersfield Town if you look at some of their, the last eight games these two teams have played at Huddersfield at John Smith Stadium uh, Huddersfield have only won once, there's been four draws and there's been three wins for Cardiff City. Cardiff City's goal-scoring rate is 1.82 goals to Huddersfield's 0.71 of a goal between these two sides over the last 17 times they met. So if you're looking at stats, Cardiff City do tend to have the upper hand over Huddersfield. I'm very happy to take the 275. And the other one, punters, you might want to look at, and this is a more of an obvious one, I reckon, Millwall playing Blackpool 
at the new den. $2 the head to head price belt mall, $3.330 the draw, $3.75 on Blackpool. I'm keeping the total goals market under $2.5 at $1.17. There will be the odd goal in this game, but I can't see them being more than two. So take the under two and a half at $1.17 more. Multi that into Carter City, who will beat Huddersfield Town. Poor old Blackpool didn't show a great deal of tooth against Rotherham during the week. Just a couple that caught my eye, Ken, before we wrap things up. Now you mentioned Borough lost at home to Cardiff City. I don't know what's happening at Borough this mm. season. It doesn't seem to be working out under Chris Wilder for whatever reason. We were both keen on them, uh, certainly to finish top six before a ball was kicked this year. They're, they're a very, very skinny dollar and sixty-two this weekend at home, and they welcome Rotherham. And to be fair to Rotherham, I think I tipped them to go down, like a lot of people probably did. But they're they're in form at the moment. They've actually found a bit of a winning formula. They've they got a healthy well. squad. They're playing mm. well. They go up to the northeast. Mm. Five dollars fifty about them to knock off Borough. So you could easily take a double chance there. Maybe you just throw Rotherham in, see if they can nick a goal or two, and take it all back down to that Miller Town. But I just thought that price was probably a little bit skewed in favour of the home side in, in that it was far too short. And the other one you mentioned, well, we spoke about the derby. Birmingham going to the Hawthorns and beating Steve Bruce's West Brom 3-2. They get another derby of sorts, I suppose, this weekend where they host Coventry. The battling at Coventry City, who, are, as we know, are a little bit unfit. They've had a very, very stop-start beginning to their campaign due to the problems at their home ground. They travel to Birmingham City now. Coventry are actually $2.50 favourites in yeah, this I was, game. I was surprised by that, actually. I Birmingham, thought it might be the other way around. Well, Birmingham, $2.80 yeah. at St Andrews. Their tail's mm. going to be up. Mm. Jeez, I thought that wasn't a bad little price either. The head-to-head there, last seven times these two teams have met at St Andrews. Birmingham have won three. There's been two draws and two wins to Coventry, so there's not much to no obvious clues there other than anything could happen, James. <laughs> That's why we love the championship. Right, now, anything else from your end, Ken, or should I wrap this one up? Well, the punters are sitting back saying, well, old Rudsy tips every bloody thing out, doesn't he? That's what my mates normally <laughs> tell me about the horses. But, uh, no, just going over the EPL picks again, I'm very keen on, on two main goes there. That's in the Everton-West Ham United uh, match. Both teams to score, No. At a dollar and ninety-five cents, and very keen on the Southampton uh, Aston Villa game. Uh, Southampton travelling to Villa Park. Uh, I reckon there's going to be goals, and I'm going the over two and a half goals at a dollar seventy-seven. If your game go over three and a half at two eighty-five, I still think there's a big chance of that happening. Mick Bennett likes a draw in that game, Aston Villa versus Southampton at three dollars fifty. He likes over two and a half goals in the Forest Fulham game, dollar uh, eighty-eight. He likes the half-time full-time double draw. Manchester City, $3.90. And the both teams to score in that game is paying $1.87 for yes. That's against Wolverhampton at Molyneux. Mick likes Newcastle to win by two or more goals against Bournemouth at $2.25. He likes Spurs to outscore Leicester in both halves at $3.50. Over two and a half goals in the Arsenal-Brentford game at $1.65 and a draw between West Ham and Everton. Mick, very busy this week. I think it was a bit stir-crazy last weekend without any football to be watched. Now, up in Scotland, uh, we've had a, a look across the border there. Ken quite keen on Motherwell, $2.65 against uh, Hearts, who have come all the way back from Latvia. Celtics at Merrin, over three and a half goals, $2.20. I didn't mind the both teams to score yes at a similar price in that game as well. And I was pretty keen on Rangers to put a significant amount of goals past Dundee United. And I think it was $3.20 for Rangers to win by four or more. Not a bad throw at the stumps. 
in the championship. Ken's keen on Cardiff at $2.75 to go up and win at Huddersfield. And he's on the under two and a half goals, paying a very healthy $2.17 in the Millwall Blackpool game. And just a couple from me there. I thought Birmingham at $2.80 were over the odds to beat Coventry. And I thought Rotherham could uh, give plenty of cheek at $5.50 up in the northeast against Middlesbrough. That is a full card. Ken, thank you so much for coming in again. Oh, it's, it's thirsty work. We'll have to go and have a beer over our lunch, James. What do you think? <laughs> I think you might be onto something there. Thanks for coming in. We'll talk to you again next weekend. Until then, happy punting.